We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Hi, I'm Gary Roby. I am Victoria Laguna. And we're the hosts of Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. Join us as we argue about whether or not McGonagall would meow at Dumbledore. She wouldn't. As we ponder just how much Harry's fortune is worth. Just $40. As we guess how much mileage one gets out of an Ollivander wand. 100,000 jinxes. As we detail the ins and outs of Hogwarts Castle. He's only a model. Join us Monday through Friday, only from DuelingGenre.com. Mischief Managed. Dueling Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 166, which starts with Frodo saying, I cannot do it al- do this alone to Galadriel, and ends with uh, Saruman saying, do you know? And the rest of his question uh, starts tomorrow. Like over a shot or finishes of, tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> Semantics. It's split. <laughs> yeah, Saruman's line is split, and it's he begins speaking over a wide establishing shot of Isengard with smoke rising. Yes. It's been a while since we've seen Saruman. It has been a while. It's good to to touch base with the villain of this film. One of the villains. Well, Saruman's the villain of this movie. And Sauron's the villain of the whole story. Like Saruman is like is our is our primary antagonist in film one. Yeah. But I I like um I we last week we talked a little bit about Galadriel's ring. Um mm. but I really like her ring. Uh I like the design of it. I I and now, like, from our conversation last week, I kind of understand why it would be, you know, because it's adamant, not water. Um, or hers is hers is air, right? No, hers is water. Hers is water. So it's, Elrond's is air. Yeah. I mean, it's adamant, so it's not water. It's not like I'm a waterbender. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the ring of adamant. Yeah. The ring of water. Vilya. And or no, not Vilya. Nenya. Nenya. Vilya um, is Elrond's. Elrond's ring? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's Nenya, Vilya, and Narya. Narya? There we go. So Gandalf's ring is Narya, Elrond's ring is Vilya, and Galadriel's, as she names in this minute, is Nenya. I like the look of them. I, I, like, the, I, I like the look of Galadriel's ring. It's very pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks like a flower, but at the same time, because it's like white, yeah. it looks like a snowflake. Yeah. I like that, um, it, I think the design makes sense thinking about it a little bit since last week, uh, because her element as it were is, um, I mean, it is manifested in water, but I think that's because water is reflective. Um, and I like that her mirror, 
I think her mirror is tied to her ring in that case because the magic of the ring, I mean, it's it's like adamant. It's like reflective. It's diamond. So yeah. I feel like her mirror is intrinsically tied up in her ring. Yeah, that makes even more sense than that like Sauron can just kind of like jack into it. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got his hands in all of them. Right. Kind of. Um, But I think that she is protected by that magic too. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's... I still think that it's Sauron. It's an image of Sauron, not actually Sauron. Uh, because... And I don't think that Sauron's like a weeping angel. Like, the image of Sauron does not become itself Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> the image of a Sauron itself becomes a Sauron. <laughs> and I think if it was Sauron um, trying to to hone in on this, I don't think he would manifest himself as the eye i think he would manifest himself in his previous like pretty boy state from yeah. the silmarillion one of the thoughts of like his appearance in this movie is peter jackson wanted to do like the pretty boy thing at the end and have a climactic sword fight right. between yeah. the pretty boy and yeah. and, yeah. and aragorn or whatever we've, we yes we've talked but about this ultimately what they kind of decided on conceptually is that sauron because he's spent so long consumed with the lust for the ring and consumed with power yeah he's no longer capable of summoning up that form mm. because he's become so tainted yeah so far removed from it. it's been thousands of years but i think that if he had control over the mirror in some aspect i think mm. he would be able to project that image not himself like become it but mm. like you know what i mean yeah i get you i feel like he would be able to project the image of himself as his um like former like angelic self yeah i don't know i guess because that image has like a physical effect on frodo yeah it feels to me like it's it is sauron's will pulling yeah on him because it, the ring is tied up in the same sort of, the magic that created the ring is tied up in the magic that sauron shared with that ring's yeah. creator well and i mean like this this was last week too but like i think the reason that the ring um is pulled i mean i don't think the ring is pulled i think the ring uh is doing the pulling like the ring senses that frodo is thinking about his master so it's making itself known mm. but that was last week so yes. let's talk about this let's, week let's talk about this week <laughs> i wanted to i want to quote uh john howe from the the commentary okay uh in the way he describes Kate blanchett he says she looks like she walked out of a pre-raphaelite painting yeah and i think that's a very beautiful way to describe galadriel's look mm -hmm. and Kate blanchett in general because she is a gorgeous woman i really like um the lighting on her um and she's lit from behind which we've seen before with but, elves. Yes. But I like the fact that after her, like, power trip moment, um, the lighting is very specifically, she's very specifically lit from behind, but it's only one half of her face. 
and the other half of her face is kind of in shadow. Not not a lot. It's not super, super apparent, but it is. Um, and I feel like that was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Because now we've seen Galadriel, the benevolent elf goddess, basically. And we also have seen Dark Queen Galadriel. So there are these two sides to this character that are at war in like her mind and her heart and everything. And now that Frodo has had a glimpse of these two sides, I like that Galadriel is specifically lit to be half in light and half in darkness. Mm. And Frodo is a little bit too, but it's not as pronounced. Like he's still got, like there's still that really hazy filter over everything. Um, And I don't think it's as pronounced on Frodo's face. Um, but I think that also, it's also supposed to be reflective of how much power the ring has over him. Like, yes, the ring has been in his care for longer than it, it's been within Galadriel's reach, but Galadriel has also been thinking about it, like we talked about last week. Like, she's been meditating on it for a really long time. So... I like that the sh- the lighting kind of illustrates what we've just seen in the previous minutes and kind of succinctly communicates that this is a really complicated character that has that's very two-sided. Yeah. We're we're trying to visually represent her duality. Yeah. 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 It's very cool. And it's very subtle. Um yeah. I I don't know. I really appreciate all the the very subtle things that go into um, conversations like these because especially now after Dark Galadriel it goes real quiet again. Yeah. And we kind of get a a reuttering of the like the thesis statement of this story basically. Like, you know, the smallest person can cause can, great change. Yeah. Do great future. things. Yeah. Frodo the the camera angle when she bends down mm-hmm. towards Frodo makes the double look even smaller than normal. <laughs> like really tiny. Yeah. Like child sized, not like hobbit sized. Yeah, well, I mean, hobbits are child sized. Right, but there's like a different in purport like a different in right, proportion. Yeah. When the the way that they film all this stuff, yeah, but like there's just that moment where she bends down, where like it really looks like a child. Mm. Um, and I also like the the I can't do this alone, and she shows uh, her ring. Oh, yeah. To be a ring bearer is to be alone. Yeah, which is kind of another mission statement, but not really because. I like the the setup for this and then we don't get like a payoff of it in my mind until the last movie when Sam is there to save him. Yeah. And we kind of get that a little bit at the end of this movie when Frodo goes off alone. But I like that 
Sam is the character that constantly challenges this idea that just because you have this great thing, this great power or this great yeah, burden or however you want to look at it. That you have to bear it by yourself. Yeah. Share the load. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that triumphant moment of Sam's. Yeah. With all the, the all the lava around them. Yeah. We're so perfect. We're not gonna get there for a while. I know. But I like that um they and they've been kind of setting it up subtly over the course of this whole movie, but I like that they have Galadriel specifically say it. Yeah. Um, Which isn't in the theatrical. Right. Because this ring reveal bit right. isn't in the theatrical cut of the movie. Um, but it's basically like, you have been chosen for this task, and then, you know, even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this moment between Frodo and Galadriel that really tracks with legacies yeah and and the ring is like mental illness or mm -hmm. addiction yeah because like very... to be a ring bearer is to be alone yeah. like the ring is isolating him yeah it's it's forcing him to be alone but it's also tricking him into thinking that he has to be yeah it's it's tricking him to push others away right he it's it's making him think others are pushing him away just so he pushes them away. Right. And it's interesting to me that Galadriel um seconds this opinion or this this idea that um great power can't be shared or like distributed uh between like I don't know, like those one percenter elves. <laughs> I mean, she is like the queen of the elves. That's um, true. So I'm. Are you surprised? No. <laughs> but I mean, it's also this idea that like the. You can't, you can't simply share a burden. Right. Like it, there's more to it than that. Yes, someone can help you with burdens that you carry, but ultimately you're alone in like the finality of your burden and how you deal with it. Yeah. Cause ultimately that happens in your own person. Right. Support is nice, but like that's still at the end of the day, that ball's in your court. Right. And I think that that's part of what they're really trying to say. Yeah. Especially if you examine it as mental illness, like yeah. the illness is tricking you into isolating yourself and distancing yourself from people who like legitimately might want to help you yeah. but it's it's just like you know you're better off alone and like you can't just take that out of your brain as a burden and like give it to somebody else yeah. you know right you you can't just hand anxiety to someone right yeah Hey, can you have the? Can you, you yeah, know, hold can this you for a little while? Yeah, can you watch this for me? <laughs> I'm gonna be gone for a weekend. I gotta go have a. I, I got a. I got a job interview. Can you just watch this for me for an hour? <laughs> Whatever you don't don't feed it, it'll come back. <laughs> just make sure it doesn't do anything terrible. Just make sure it doesn't poop on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um. But 
yeah, no, I I think it's interesting that they have this part of their conversation after uh, Dark Galadriel happens. Yeah, after after Spooky Galadriel. Yeah, she gets it all out of her system, and then she's like, "All right, moving on." Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, <sighs> "Next order of business." You're alone. <laughs> I'm alone. You're alone. Let's be hermits together. We're all alone. <laughs> Galadriel needs a hug. Right? She really does. She j- she just needs someone to be there and be like, it's okay. I mean, isn't that what Caliborn's for? I guess. It doesn't do much. It really doesn't do much. I did uh, re-watching some of what's going to come up in the in this week. Yeah. Had forgotten something that he does that is important to this story. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about it like later in the week. But he actually does something that matters for the plot of this movie mm. uh, later this week. It's very minor, but it does matter. Nice. We also, this week, we get to talk about the gift-giving scene. Yeah. Which makes Excited me happy. About that. But first, the Urukai. The Urukai. Um... But that's pretty much all I have for this minute. We did a lot of, we basically, I, I feel like we exhausted our, our Galadrielness last yeah. week in a good way. Um, I really like Elijah Wood's performance in this minute. Mm. It's, it feels very vulnerable and it feels very like genuine. Yeah. In a way that some of the other Frodo scenes don't feel quite like this real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe bouncing off Cape Blanchard for a day helped with that. I mean, it couldn't hurt. Right? <laughs> maybe his, like, real nervousness over working with her and his real anxiety over, like, working with someone so talented comes through in, like, the way he's supposed to be, like, so anxious about this decision he's about to make. Mm-hmm. You know? Life imitating art, art imitating life, whatever. Right. Whichever way that goes. His eyes are so blue. They even really when, are. Even when they're shadowed. <laughs> oh. So that's all for me. Are you yeah, set? Okay. I think uh, I think that covers this minute. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> just like Galadriel. So we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Check us out there. All of our uh, contact information, our Twitter, our Tumblr, our whatever are on the uh, site. Uh, as well as our Patreon page, which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, we just recently recorded another uh, weekend edition, Second Breakfast, talking about some Sean Bean movies, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you can uh, listen to that for $5 a month, as well as all the other Dueling Genre Patreon content. Uh, check that out. Uh, please and thank you. And special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a great Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about some gross orcs. Just one. Well, mostly one. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
genre.